it's hard to find black talent in tech yeah. for the recruiters in their mind. We're going to make it easier for them because yeah. we're putting more people on and we're getting them trained up and they're going to kill it. But they're really looking for us. Yeah. So when I bring in uh, all this black talent to my tech company, they're loving it. They're like, shoot, we're going to hit our diversity quota. Yeah. Just messing with Jared. And um, plus, like they see, you know, the people I bring in, they're like, it's hard to it's hard not to take them unless they suck yeah <laughs> but uh you know that white guilt be kicking in and they'd be like <laughs> they'd be like you know what let's go in and give this person a chance and so like we gotta do more of that at these conferences like yeah. you should if you can refer people into your company you should be like i want to make twenty thousand dollars at this event by referring in like 20 people and five of them get hired Y'all already know one of the number one things that I talk about is networking, the power of networking. Everyone already knows the, the saying, your network is your net worth. But honestly, I don't believe that there's an industry where that's of greater relevance than this space, the tech industry. So I have a guest that's on today who I do not know anyone in this industry that has a larger network than he does. Uh, he's been a valuable resource to me. Um, he's been a bit of a big brother to me in this space, introducing me to people of great value, uh, really giving me wonderful, wonderful insights. So I'm extremely happy to have him on here on the podcast. I kind of view him as as me if I if I was in this industry for another 10 or 15 years in terms of like knowledge and connections. So that's really how I see him. So if y'all find a lot of value from me, I know y'all are going to find an immense amount of value from my guest today, Jared, who's on here, also the founder of Big Tech Energy Podcast. So uh, I was gonna I was gonna kind of give a bio to y'all, but I kind of feel like that gives a little bit of his bio. Just a couple other things that he has been in this industry uh, for well over 15 years. Uh, he has has sold working in tech sales, has been a part of projects selling over 40 million dollars worth of deals, which is crazy to think about. That's like really crazy. Again, even me being a sales engineer. All the projects I've been a part of, I haven't done anything so far over 1.5 million. Just to give y'all perspective as to what we're talking about. So y'all give a, a virtual round of applause. Put the clapping emojis, the explosion emojis in the comments for our guest today, Jared. Thank you so much for coming on here, dude. Like, yeah, obviously, I everything it. I said is uh, is legit. It's, been, it's really been a blessing um, knowing you, getting to know you. And uh, yeah, mom. it's always value whenever like I'm around you and you're connecting me, introduce me to people. And um, and I, I appreciate that. And don't take that lightly at all. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah man. So good to be here. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into it, bro. So one of the things it was interesting. I've actually I don't think I ever asked you this for real, for real. Mm -hmm. It's like, but like, what was your journey like? getting into the tech industry like when was that first and foremost and also like what was your journey like getting into the industry and just what are some of the things just to give people perspective again we, we rattled off some of some of your accomplishments but what are some of the things you've done and experienced in the industry yeah nah um so honestly it was it was god luck in the sense mm -hmm. that um my senior year of college i was at a career expo i ran to ibm's booth and um i didn't think about tech as a career because I had sales experience in college and I was a finance major minor in marketing. So I was looking at like selling Bloomberg terminals or selling whatever insurance, anything that I can combine my uh, business degree with sales yeah. where I can make uh, six figures, multiple six figures. Cause that's why I love sales, you know, uncapped commission, make yeah. your own W2. But uh, when I ran to IBM and I told them about my experience, uh, they invited me to a diversity hiring summit. And um, once I found out, you know, that you can actually use your business acumen in tech 
and make a ton of money, I was like, I got to get this job. Yeah. So I think I told you the story. They flew me out to New York City because that's where I got my first job. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I was a huge Apprentice fan. They pulled me up right in front of the Trump building where like the people that get fired walk out. <laughs> and I was like 23 years old. I was like, I got to get this job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I got in there. I asked for the position that I was not supposed to get because um, it's a three to five year work experience MBA hired role. But I convinced them that, like, yo, there's nobody's going to work harder than me. At least give me the chance to interview. Uh, I would love for them just to get to know me. I asked for the job, got the job. Um, It's a little longer story than that, but I want to keep it short for that sake. But uh, I was lucky enough to have an enterprise sales role at 23 years old. Whoa, so so you jumped into, so you didn't just get into the industry. And and for those of y'all that have been watching the content, y'all should know what that means. But just to give a little insight. You know, usually when it talks, when we're talking about tech sales, usually you start in either like VSB or SMB, which is VSB is very small business. SMB is small to medium sized business. Then if you've been doing your job, typically depending like the the kind of parallel route that you go uh, is um, or upward trajectory is then you go to mid market. And then after some time, usually a couple years or a few years, you go to enterprise. But you started out. At enterprise. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So they didn't give me enterprise money, just to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they gave me college graduate money, <laughs> but they gave me the opportunity to learn, you know, from the best and some of the best strategies in terms of how to sell, you know, mm-hmm. software, how to be a consultative salesperson. Um, and the resources were crazy. You know, I had a green corporate card um, that I definitely took advantage of at my young age <laughs> in, a, in ethical ways to help drive business. Only in ethical ways to drive business. Yes, yes, yes. But um, but yeah, no, nah, I uh, basically got a mentor as soon as I got there. Like the key to my yeah. success when I got in there is I said, who's the top salesperson on our team? And I took yeah. him out to lunch and I said, look, what is it that you did to get to where you're at? And he yeah. broke down the game, which I could talk about, but um, he broke down the game and I applied it and ended up in like President's Club and started getting into six figures around 24, 25. Bro, one of the things I admire about you, and, and I only share this because I, I, I hope like everybody listening, watching Glean Smith as well. One of the things I've noticed about you is that even in all of your experience, your knowledge now like whenever I see you, like you're either like giving value to people and or like you are still like when you see value in someone, even if they have less experience than you or whatever it might be, you are still a student. You will still be like, yo, you'll ask questions. Like you, have, I mean, like uh, literally right before you came in here, we we're speaking to another guest and I saw you asking be like, yo, like just openly asking him, like, yo, how do you do that? Like, what's up with that? And it's like, man, I'm like, man, that's such a. A gift that I think people once people reach a certain level and a certain level of experience, I'm, like, I'm not going to ask the questions. I'm not going to say, but it's like, man, you you just really like walk in such a level of humility. And I wonder, and I guess you you, you can kind of answer this. Like, do you believe that that's been part of the the reason why you've been able to make, make such great connections? Absolutely, absolutely. Because um, at conferences, I lead with, uh, so how can I, you know, add value? How can I help you out? Like, yeah. what can I support you? Or like, where can I support? And that usually separates me from all of the people at networking events that are like trying to figure out what can I get from somebody, etc. But I think like if you add value to enough people, you will make a ton of money. That's just how I look at it. Yeah. And in the whole like sales game. The more questions you ask and the more the person is talking, the more you're selling. And it's not necessarily a selling tactic, but 
they trust me because I am genuinely interested in their problems and I'm getting the information to be uh, able to fix or solve that problem. Yeah. And so I think the more you listen, the more people trust you. But don't just use that as like some sort of, uh, you know, tactic. Genuinely listen to understand like, oh, Cyrus is looking for this. I know somebody. Yeah. And if you is if you're somebody that adds value and I connect you to somebody that can add value to you and they can get value from you. We're all getting value. My stock's going up. You're making money. They're making money. I'm making money. And that's been the key to me growing my network. It's just always thinking in the back of my head, like how can I put two people together, create Mm win-wins that will ultimately be a win for me too, because they'll credit me for the connection or I can get a referral fee, whatever the case is. Um, But in terms of uh, asking questions though, um, that's just really me just wanting to gain insight into how I can like, for instance, I asked him just, do you, he talks to speaking engagements. I'm like, yeah. you getting paid? He's like, yeah. I'm like, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause I get paid to do speaking engagements, but I can always get better. Yeah. You know, and there might be people that he's not on, uh, in terms of, uh, platforms to speak on that I can put him on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's platforms that he's on that he can put me on. So it's all about figuring out ways to create win-wins. Yo, if y'all ever see Jerry at a conference, an event, whatever just just get around him. Just, it, it, like, literally just hover around him <laughs> and watch what he does. Because I'm going to be real with you. So I'm a, I'm about to start doing uh, more speaking engagements. Literally just brought someone on the team. Because all of the speaking stuff I've done so far have been people reaching out to me. But we're like, okay, I just brought someone on recently where part of their job is to do a lot of, just a, a crap ton of outreach in terms of being like, hey, you know, you should bring Cyrus on to speak uh, at your event, your church, whatever it might be. Uh, and... And my whole thing was, I was like, oh, I'm not going to have to charge anyone because, you know, I'm life is I'm good right now. I don't need any charging. I just really want to kind of get my brand further out there and educate more people. Right. But when you ask him, and again, this, this is why I say, like, be around him. When you ask him that question, he was like, yeah, I'm being paid. Like, yeah, you get paid. I, I started thinking, I was like, well, I guess I I could. I don't necessarily have to, like, ask for a bunch of money, but I'm like, I could get paid while I'm doing it. So even that was a, a moment of me being like, man, I'm happy Jared is here. And I'm happy Jared asked him that because right. that was an educational moment for me as well. Kind of like a kind of a reality check. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, you and I were around like wildly successful people all the time. Yeah. So I'm always just trying to just understand, you know, how they get there and I'm happy to help them get there, too. So, yeah, asking questions have been a big thing and it's a big part of my, you know, success in sales. Like why mm-hmm. I was able to close 40 million is because I asked the right questions to get the information. And then once I had the information and the information I really needed is like the pain they're going through. Yeah. Like, you know, what how much does this pain cause you? How expensive is it? Whatever the case is, yeah. you know, and what are your goals for yourself as a human being? And once I'm, I know that I kind of remind them in every email, I start off every meeting with it. Mm-hmm. So they understand, like, I understand the objective and we're going to get you to the place you want to get to. Yeah. And then more importantly, uh, and this is the main, 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 main thing. If you're an enterprise software sales, number one, actually care about the people you're selling to mm. care about your teammates, care about your management. If you do yeah. that, you'll actually do well. Don't be just like, I'm going to tell the customer anything to get the deal yeah. because then the implementation team gets handed it and it's a freaking struggle. Yeah. And they're looking at you like, why'd you tell them that we could do this? We can't do this. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, why'd you tell me that 
this thing I spent a quarter million dollars on is actually going to do something. And, and then did. management's oh upset at me because now this big brand like, say, Target now looks at our software company as a scam, as, yes. you know, snake oil. And it just doesn't do you any favors. So yeah. why you ask, like, why has my network expanded so much or what's been the key to my success? It's uh, under promising over delivering. Mm. So if I tell a you know company, hey, we're going to increase your revenue, you know, two X once this implement uh, software is implemented uh, and this is how in my mind, I know we can do three X. Yeah. And or if I say we're going to implement something in 10 weeks, I know in my mind we could do it in seven. Man. You know what I'm saying? So like once we actually implemented a seven and then we overachieve on the uh, metrics, uh, they're excited to run around the organization bragging about the decision to buy with me. Yeah, and that's true. <laughs> they're like, hey, I'm the person that told y'all we should go with this company. Right. Like, look how smart I am, yeah. um, which helps them in their career trajectory. Yeah. And then it also um, you know, helps me grow the uh, software contract yeah. because they're taking me the VP of the East, the VP of the West. They're taking me the head of EMEA. They're taking me straight to the CRO yeah. uh, if I haven't gotten there yet, which I usually get there. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a huge key. And then same thing with management. Uh, there's a thing called forecasting and sales. I always mm. undercommitted and overdelivered. You know mm. what I'm saying in a very strategic way. Um, and then when it comes to my teammates, last thing I'll say is when I close like a big ass deal, like a f- half a million dollar deal, the company obviously wants to put me on a pedestal and celebrate me. Like, oh yeah, oh my God, he closed Walmart. You know, whatever the case is. But what I always do is I'd be like a long response email to that email blast that goes out to the company about like Jared did such an amazing job. I'd be like, this wouldn't have been possible without my SDR that scheduled wow. that call. It wouldn't have been possible without my sales engineer that did an amazing demos that yeah. helped me with the RFP, um, that helped me get through the security review. It wouldn't have been possible without the legal team. We had a really tough red lines yeah. and they helped me get it done. My manager for negotiating pricing with the executive teams of the decision makers. And I just list off everybody, right? And th- so what happens is this. Now when SDRs are making calls, who do you think they're gonna call for more? me yeah when sales engineers have to do a custom demo who they think is going to actually put like the creativity into it and actually razzle dazzle and all that yeah they you. will yeah. they're going to uh, respond to my rfps first the legal team's going to prioritize my contracts yes. um and it's just like i don't do it just for that yeah i do because i def- i just want to see everybody that helps me win and get acknowledge but it's just that's the mentality that i try to get across in my podcast big tech energy because it's not just about getting into tech it's about having a long career and having like sustainability and relationships Mm -hmm. Uh, because relationships are everything because what happens then too sdr goes and gets a job somewhere else they ask do you know an enterprise software person salesperson that we should bring in they say jared sales engineer everybody yes go to Jared. yeah i'm coming in now i have the leverage to be like oh you guys have a 140 base actually i probably need like 150 160 yes and they're like dang so and so said he's really really good plus whatever all right you got it so that's been the key pretty much hey y'all we have some incredible incredible news that i'm super excited about to finally announce our private tech community yes yes you heard that right 
a private tech community exclusively for you all who want more than just a podcast, you want more than just the FAQs, you wanna talk with tech recruiters, you wanna talk with, with hiring managers, you wanna talk with coaches, you wanna talk with people that can help with editing and rewriting your resume. Maybe you're somebody where you just wanna be a part of a community where we're talking about updates of what's happening in the software industry. Y'all, this community that we've launched is also going to involve a Discord where we're gonna be talking about updates in tech, we're gonna be talking about companies that are hiring, we're gonna be talking about upcoming tech events, so that way you don't have to miss any of the gems that I know, but not even just what I know, but the gems that friends of mine that are also in the tech industry know as well. So if you wanna be a part of that community, go ahead and sign up so that way you can join us. We have a few different tiers. Ultimately, it's all tuned in for you. Oh, and last thing, also within this community, we're gonna be streaming all of our interviews with our podcast guests. So instead of you having to wait months to watch the videos later on, you will actually be able to watch the interviews in real time and ask your live questions to those guests. So make sure you join our tech community. Man, this man is the Adam Sandler. <laughs> he said, yo, he's like, I'm putting, I'm putting all my people on. If I get a shout out, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure I loop in my sales engineer, my my SDR. I'm gonna loop in everybody who who were a part of this, a part of this dealing opportunity. Man, that's so beautiful and smart. Just because I I understood it from the perspective when you mentioned the notion of caring about your customers' pain, but you have a more of a holistic view where you're like, yeah, care about my customers' pain, but also care about the the pain points or the notoriety. Because as a, as a solution, I'm, I'm no longer a solutions engineer now, but I know with being a solutions engineer or sales engineer, one of the things that I saw a lot is that we were like a team that was almost like not recognized often. And it was really it was really strange. And it's like I saw many times our management trying to fight for us to get more recognition. And and so hearing you and mind you, our account executives, they knew like the value that we brought. So they like on the side be like, yo, Thank you. I couldn't close it without you. But it was like, okay, well, y'all are saying this in private, but in public, y'all are getting the accolades. Yeah, and they're and like, me, like, me, me, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, we're not really getting like, like much love. And so hearing you do that, I could resonate with that. And it's like, so it's really dope how you, like with every deal, you didn't just care about the customer's pain point or the prospect's pain point. You cared about even the team that was supporting and helping you out. You cared about their pain and cared about their recognition. And so it makes sense how not only were you able to be like very successful with your deals and your close rate, but also how you were able to constantly be able to feed and give back to those that you were working with to where they cared about you and found a lot of value in you. Um, one of the things I love that, that you uh, that you touched on, um, if you can speak to this just, just a little bit, is how because one of the things I know that people are kind of like cautious about when it comes to, to, to tech sales is a notion of like, oh, man, I don't want to be salesy. And I love how you mentioned how you're like, no, like something you mentioned earlier where you're like, whenever they address a pain point, you ask them, how much is this costing you? And it's like more often than not. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, more often than not, the solution that you provide typically saves them way more money that they're losing or is going to help them make significantly more money. Like, right. so what are some ways, like just some ways that like a, a solution and kind of speaks to this on a high level, a solution um, that a tech salesperson can provide actually benefits companies to where they will be going crazy to actually buy the solution or go into contract. 
Yeah. So um, it's all about you're really a business consultant. Yeah. You know, as a software salesperson. So you don't look at it as selling. You're more so consulting. Mm -hmm. So you're like you understand um, kind of the industry problems of your customer or at least you need to be able to do that research, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, read their 10K, kind of read up on the current events around the organization. But more importantly, you're trying to figure out uh, what other customers have we had that have seen uh, increase in revenue, decrease in costs, decrease in compliance issues, et cetera, that's going to resonate with, um, that will resonate to a specific business. And so asking the questions in terms of like, how much does the problem cost you um, creates a business case. And that's what software sales is. You're, you know, identifying a problem, giving a solution, but the way to get the budget is through a business case. So like, for instance, um, I sold uh, treasury management systems at this company called Kariba, um, basically taking all of the manual type of work they would do when it comes to payments, um, d- you know, direct receivables, you know, account manage uh, accounts payable, stuff like that. It was all manual. So the problems were uh, there could be mistakes because it's manual and then it takes a lot of time. So what we would do, like the mistakes could you know, end up in jail time for the CFO. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that important. Um, as well as um, it can financially just impact them in different ways. Like so, if you you know have incorrect numbers or incorrect this, what does that impact to your board directors? How does that impact et cetera? Yeah, it could it could hurt them a lot. Not only just money wise, but career wise. Yeah, which is kind of what I'm selling to with decision makers as well. Man. And then I'm also talking about the time saved. That's a big part of software solutions. Mm-hmm is time saved for employees, uh, but also accuracy. So time saved, accuracy, each company is going to be different. But ultimately, if it's $100,000 in cost savings, or like I had a solution with ClearSlide, sales engagement platform, where you can see when a prospect clicks open your uh, material and it gives them alert, and then you can see uh, how long they looked at it, et cetera. Um, And that was a huge thing for salespeople to know, like, all right, out of these 10 deals, these three have opened up my contract, these seven haven't, forecasting, et cetera. So it's just like, all right, if we can bring in deals faster, you know, what do you think that would look like in terms of, you know, revenue generated per quarter um, or time saved by not messing with customers that aren't actually messing with you? Yes. So I could keep going through a lot of them, but ultimately, if you look at software sales, you're a consultant, find the problem, show them the solution. Uh, the best way to show them solution is through case studies of other customers that have done uh, gone through the same pain um, and then uh, quantified the business value ROI through a business value assessment. And then once they see like software costs 250000 it's potential uh, half a million dollar uh, revenue increase. It makes the decision easy. So you don't have to really sell, but you got to ask the right questions yeah. uh, to qualify. Do they have the budget? Am I talking to a decision maker? What is their process? What's their timeline? And are they looking at anybody else? Once I understand that, then I know who I need to focus on and how I can drive the deal forward. Okay. So networking. Yeah. For those that are... So, okay, I'm new to the industry. So anybody in the audience that's new to the industry, whether they just got in tech or they're working to get into the industry, what are some... Like, what should they do when they show up at a tech networking event? You know, I'll be I'll be at Render. I think we'll, we'll both be at Render, um, Render ATL next week. Shouts out to them. So someone goes to Render ATL or Afrotech or, or BikeCon or 
any of the the many other black men in tech, many other different uh, tech events that are going yep. on. What are some tips and advice you would give for networking at a tech event? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, number one, like be yourself. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't try to like be pressed. Um, just you know, be yourself, be chill. But um, my first thing I always ask people is like uh, beyond you know what do you do is like how can I add value to what you're doing? Yeah. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then genuinely be interested in it. Don't ask the question just to win points. Like, mm-hmm. be genuinely interested in it. And if there is a way you can add value, then figure that out first. Um, but from there, for me, just make the LinkedIn connections. Um, like every time, every person you meet at Afrotech while you're doing the electric slide uh, <laughs> <laughs> to before I let go or whatever, you know, make that LinkedIn connection and just let them know like, hey, um, like, for instance, if you're trying to network your way into tech, let's just talk about that. Right. Because yeah. that might be relevant to the audience. If you're trying to network your way into tech, you just let them know like, hey, I'm looking to land a role as a software engineer, mm-hmm. got five to seven years experience, et cetera. Do you uh, get paid for referrals? that you bring to the company. Ooh, a lot of people I don't know about that. I never thought about that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about that. And so like, do you get referrals? If you, They're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you should look into it. Uh, my company does, Microsoft does, you know, just name off a couple that do. Yeah, my, my, the companies I've worked at, they did that. They do, right? And so like, but they don't think about that. So now I'm top of mind because I brought it up. I brought value just there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Well, if you do get money, for referring, I'm gonna be the easiest three thousand dollar referral you ever had. Yeah. So I'm gonna connect you on LinkedIn. You know, in a couple of days, I'm gonna send you my resume. I'm gonna send you the job rec, and I'm gonna you know connect with you on LinkedIn. We're connected on LinkedIn, so they already got that. And just do y'all, do y'all see how, how he the way he approached it was like, how can I add again? It's him adding value. So instead of him being like, "Yo, is your company hiring? I would love a job. Can you help me out?" Yeah. He he approached with some, and he, even if. Even if the person doesn't care about that, just for them to see, oh, you approached me with an opportunity for me. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I'm sorry. I cut you off, but I, that just hit me. I'm like, yo, that's, again, tying back into, like, just your mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, shoot, I made I made a ton of money referring people into my organizations, you know, black people, too, uh, because you got to understand, too, like, it's hard to find black talent in tech yeah. for the recruiters in their mind. We're going to make it easier for them because yeah. we're putting more people on and we're getting them trained up and they're going to kill it. But they're really looking for us. Yeah. So when I bring in uh, all this black talent to my tech company, they're loving it. They're like, shoot, we're going to hit our diversity quota. Yeah. Just messing with Jared. And um, plus, like they see, you know, the people I bring in, they're like, it's hard to it's hard not to take them unless they suck yeah <laughs> but uh you know that white guilt would be kicking in and they'd be like <laughs> they'd be like you know what let's go ahead and give this person a chance and so like we gotta do more of that at these conferences like yeah. you should if you can refer people into your company you should be like i want to make twenty thousand dollars at this event by referring in like 20 people and five of them get hired you know what I'm saying? So, like, are you looking to break in somewhere? Send the resume to me. I'll submit it. Like, that's how, that's how you should be thinking about these conferences. And as somebody that's looking for a job, you should be like, how many people can I at least offer to get them paid on referral and then make it super easy for them to, you know, get me on by having my resume customized to the role. My LinkedIn is popping and um, they don't have to do any work. They just say, all right, take the file, submit it into the internal system. Now you're skipping the applicant tracking system. 
all the hundreds of people applying. Nice. You're skipping them. You're going straight to the hiring manager. And you have an asterisk next to your name saying Cyrus Harbin, who we respect, recommends this person. That's the reason a lot of you are getting passed over jobs. Because yeah. there's somebody that's being referred that you're competing against. Dang. And you're kind of in a fixed fight. You know what I'm saying? So like, Ooh. yeah. So like you asked about network too. You know, during the pandemic, I hopped on an app called Clubhouse, started talking about tech and I just like blew up on there because I was talking this type of stuff in a very authentic way. Plus I would highlight other roles because not everybody cares about tech sales. Yeah. So I have a software engineer, data scientist, AI, whoever on stage. Uh, but ultimately the way that, you know, that platform got popping for us is I used the referral network. I said, hey, if you're in the audience, you can refer people into the organization, come on stage and tell people where you work, how to reach out to you and what kind of roles they're paying for right now. And we got 200 people jobs, like 200 plus people jobs in tech just by doing that. Plus we had recruiters and hiring managers on stage, but then we threw in employees that wanted to get that referral money and we were all eating. Everybody, you know, black people getting jobs, black people getting referral uh, commission or recruiters are getting diverse talent. Everybody's winning and that's the key. Man. If you want to increase your network, always have a value first, win-win mindset. If you do that, People will be talking about you in rooms you're not in. Um, they'll be recommending you for positions and opportunities. And um, yeah, if, if they're if they're you know have the right mindset, there's some people that are just going to take from you. It's part of the game, right? But ultimately, uh, you know, you'll find people that have success because they know how to bring value to those that give value to them. Yeah. And um, be value be value first. Don't hit people up like I want to pick your brain. That sounds painful. You know what I'm That's saying? Oh, for real. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yo, for everybody who is listening and you're thinking that you're interested in a career in tech sales, I suggest you check out Course Careers. Course Careers is a tech boot camp that you can do entirely from home. It's entirely virtual and it's self-paced. So that means you can knock it out in as early as two weeks or even take a few months if you need to. Now, the really cool thing about Course Careers is that they're actually partnered with multiple tech companies that are hiring their students right after finishing the program. The great thing about Course Careers is that with those partnerships, they're able to guarantee you jobs with some of their partner companies. Now, beyond that alone, the other cool thing we want to tell you about them is that Course Careers is actually only $500. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But since we've partnered with Course Careers, they're offering our audience a discount of $50 off that already low price. So make sure you use our discount link that we have below. So that way you can take advantage of that $50 off that already low price. Do course careers at your own pace and let us know what job you end up getting from it. You know, it's so funny because I've, um, and I, 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 I don't want this to come off arrogant or, or weird or nothing, but like I, I've rarely met anyone that I feel like kind of, is willing to like offer people more value than myself. I've always kind of been the type where I'm like, yo, okay, give somebody tw twice as much love so I can get like at least half of that back. Yeah. And that's always been my mentality where I'm like, I don't necessarily expect people to match anything I give them. I just expect them to at least do 50% of what I'm doing. And so, but you are the only person where I'm like, yo, I cannot keep up with the level of, <laughs> with the level of like generosity you get back to me. So literally, literally interviewing you right now, it all makes sense. I'm like, it, it's all connected. It all makes sense now <laughs> uh, with it. Um, bro, so, all right, man. So let's, let's talk about what you've been doing recently, which is Big Tech Energy Podcast. First off, crazy name. When you told, before you told me the name, you told me yours, I can't share the name yet because the name is kind of, and I was like, oh, 
Yeah, the name is yeah. super amazing. But no, he when you told me there, he said Big Tech Energy. I was like, dang, that name is fire. Yeah, that name is fire. So, bro, tell people about Big Tech Energy podcast. Uh, what it is and like what you're doing, what the goal is with it. Yeah, so Big Tech Energy Podcast is highlighting black excellence in tech, um, six, seven, eight figure earners in tech, whether you're startup founders or recruiters, hiring managers, or just killing it as an employee. Yeah. Uh, Cause like tech sales, a lot of my colleagues have made seven figures W2s. And so like interviewing people like that and saying like, what makes you different than everybody else to get to that point? You know, cause I was only doing like half a million, these doing a million plus. I'm yeah, like, what, what are you doing that's differently? Or like Ruben Harris from Career Karma, how'd yeah. you raise 52 million? Oh yeah, I, I was talking to Ruben in Miami recently. And when he was telling me some of the stuff, the career karma that they're doing and some of the deals they're getting, I felt so small in his presence. I was like, bro, yeah. <laughs> I was so humbled. I was, like, I was like, God, that's crazy. And that's what keeps me humble, man. Like, I'm yeah. around, like, millionaires and billionaires. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, but, like, I could be doing more. But mm -hmm. also, I want to help others do more as well. Yeah. So, the point of Big Tech Energy is... I feel like it's going to like document an archive similar to what you're doing, some black excellence in tech and some amazing people that I want to highlight in my network. But also they're giving game on how to get there. Like what are the resources, the certifications, mm -hmm. the courses, um, the apprenticeships, et cetera, that can get you to where they're at. Uh, but more importantly, I'm trying to get the gems of how do you once you get in there? crush it and have a long sustaining career yeah because a lot of times there's like very little substance in some of these like you you have a lot of substance that's why i'm here mm -hmm. but like sometimes there's a little substance in terms of you know tech is just like yeah get this money yeah but it's more than getting money it's like mm -hmm. really bringing value to the organization because if you do that you'll mm -hmm. be cool when the layoffs happen yes um, you know what exactly. i'm saying so big tech energy is about the energy that people have that made them incredibly successful, deal with adversity, how they think about relationships, how they solve problems, what books do they read, um, mm. how do they think about work-life balance, how do they stay authentically themselves mm. in situations where you might have imposter syndrome, what gave them that confidence. So that's what I'm trying to take out of people. And um, I have some really dope guests, I have eight episodes out so far. Mm. I got like 25 I've filmed. And uh, I'm just going to put it out consistently. And, uh, you know, one day it'll be as big as your podcast. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now nah, you're going to pass us. We'll be trying to trying to keep up with y'all. Yeah. Big Tech Energy. Man. Let's yeah. Y'all definitely tap in with Big Tech Energy. Um, I have an episode that's on there. And uh, we're going to be doing a, an interview in the future for some um, AI stuff that we're working on on our end that y'all are going to see about. Um, maybe by the time this episode drops, y'all already know about it. But uh, we will see on that. Mm -hmm. yeah, no, nah, man. I, I definitely love, uh, love what it is that you're doing with Big Tech Energy. And I love you focusing on helping people like realize like you touch on those other components because yeah we we talk a lot about with tech is new black breaking in tech scaling in tech starting your own tech business but one of the things we notice okay a lot of our audience people breaking in the industry and it's like man you touching on the component of hey what to do to actually truly scale and be hyper successful and you interviewing people that you mentioned are those six seven eight figure earners doing some some big things uh, I, I love that y'all are doing that so. Last question. So what do you think are some of the best ways for people to break into tech and network in tech, uh, whether just through natural, uh, just natural advice that you have or then maybe even using and leveraging AI? 
Yeah. So when it comes to AI, um, you can definitely put your resume into like a chat GPT and then say, like, as a career coach, can you customize this resume to fit this specific job description? Then you throw in the job description and then it spits out your resume to fit that. And it'll also give you some like more metrics focused things to include in your resume or like chat GPT, uh, this resume. Uh, can you give me some uh uh, what's called recommendations as a career coach, you know, as a career coach is important because it's going to do it with a little more sauce um, that will uh, emphasize um, results more or whatever the case is. Yeah. That, but um, like ChatGPT, definitely for customizing resume. My guy, OneSalting.ai, sent you his thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, check that out. Um, but in terms of networking your way in, go to every black tech conference, in my opinion, uh, because you already have a rapport because you're black, I'm black, you know, and you're in tech or you're trying to get into tech, you're there. What I love about the black tech conferences is there's like very little ego. It's very, not very that pretentious. You know, when you go to the club and everybody's trying to like figure you out, like, is this person cool? Oh, they yeah. Not? Like, I don't get that energy at tech conferences. No, no, I haven't either. Yeah. So like everybody's pretty down to earth, whether they're the, you know, head of product at Google or they're an intern at Microsoft, like yeah. everybody's cool and utilize the technique that I said, you know, referrals. Uh, do you get paid for referrals? I'll be the easiest money you've ever made yeah. um, with that confidence. And then connect with them on LinkedIn, send them everything in a bow super easy for them to put in there and they don't have to do much. It takes them 30 seconds and um, that's going to help you get in fast. Um, also, uh, definitely get into, in my opinion, boot camps that have a track record of success Yes, where people look at it on your resume and say, okay, that's going to be less work for me. They're mm -hmm. already trained up about halfway versus the other person that I'm interviewing that's like starting brand new. Yes. They don't know nothing. Um, and, you know, Utilize the graduates of the boot camp too that broke in. Like, do you get referred money? Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. So, like, you know, you you talk about course careers. I rock with course mm -hmm. careers because it's uh, the most affordable way to break into tech and all that yeah. jazz. Um, so, yeah, you can search course careers on LinkedIn. You're gonna see all of the graduates and be like, "Yo, are they hiring?" That's smart. And, and yet, so what's crazy is that usually I tell people, usually, usually whenever I'm like I'm on IG Live or something. And I'm interviewing someone who done a boot camp where they did course careers or another boot camp. I will typically tell the person on the live to not say the company they work for because I'm like, yo, I don't want a bunch of people flooding your company and like lying and saying that you're a referral. But in reality, that probably would be a better opportunity to tell them like, hey, like if your company does referrals, so I can ask them ahead of time, like, hey, does your company do referrals? Okay, cool. Boom. So if you're comfortable mentioning your company, tell people to reach out to you and they use your referral. Man, that's crazy. That could really just help people that are, that are on live. They've just gotten tech to where they can get like a three, five, seven thousand dollars check from their company just from them referring somebody after they get in. That's dope. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about referrals, people might ask, like, why are they going to give you three to five thousand dollars to refer somebody into the organization? Because they have to hire a staffing firm that charges 20 percent of the first year salary. Woo! Typically, I didn't know they charge that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So staffing is a very lucrative game. And so, like, if I get you know hired for one hundred thousand, you know, the staffing firm's getting at least 15, maybe maybe 20,000. So it's way cheaper to have somebody from your network and pay you 3 to 5,000. Yes. So it's not uh like some sort of fairy tale. This is real. Yeah.